Welcome back to another episode of Crossing Broadcast. I am your host, Kyle Pagan, and we have a great show for you today. Hit that thumbs up for me right underneath uh, the video here to make that algorithm go. Uh, Kevin Kincaid will be joining me in a second. And at 1220, we have Devin Keeney on. Uh, we're two weeks out from Eagles-Lions. Can't believe it. Uh, and according to Vegas, the public absolutely loves the birds at 25 to 1. They've racked up the most money in Vegas. Well, I guess not even Vegas, a bunch of other cities now that everyone has legalized gambling. Um, they've racked up the most money to finish with the best record in the NFL at Caesar Sportsbook, not at the NFC, not at the NFC East, the entire NFL. So let's bring on Kevin Kincaid right now. Kevin, I got you muted. Let me unmute you. You're good. All right. What's up, What's how up do I, buddy? How do I sound? Do I sound good? We didn't get to do a sound check. No, sound check sounds good, man. Shoe okay. leathery voice coming through, kind of how uh, Harry Callis asks, missed with a little Boyertown draw. <laughs> yeah, um, well, that's good. I couldn't get my computer started up in time. I tried to wake it up from hibernation. It was just going, so I, I had a backup plan. I had the laptop ready to go. And I yeah. couldn't log in on the laptop, so I was going to try my phone, but we got Look it at you. in time. Look at yeah. you. We're yeah. small operation, but we're a resourceful operation. Great operation we're running here, I know. So are we going to talk about student loan debt? Is that what we're going to do on the well, show? Well, we're going to talk about student loan debt with Devin Caney. We, I actually have a question. <laughs> with Devin She doesn't know this. Going to put yeah. her on the spot. So what do you yeah. think about student loan debt? Stick your yeah. stick your foot in your mouth and throw it to We're going to do one. a bunch of topics. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we'll get to the Eagles. But first, how much did you take out in loans? Do you feel like we should send another billion dollars to Ukraine? Yeah. Are you a lazy asshole or did you pay your student loans? <laughs> 610-632. Yeah, that'll I, I feel like by the time we come back from crossing broadcast, uh, John Marks, if you haven't seen the tweet already, John Marks will have about 250 quote tweets and about let's say roughly 125 uh replies uh, not many- I know, it's a topic man people love it uh, yeah that's actually a very good non-sports topic because it's like everybody can relate to it mm-hmm. in some way or another you know if you're a student you can relate to it if you're not then you're on the side of like well you shouldn't have taken out something you couldn't pay back but um you know i think that there's enough going on elsewhere in philly sports that the radio stations will not have to resort to the yeah, you know, the low hanging student student loan debt fruit topic. It's um, true. You know, a big story actually, Pagans, is that the Eagles defeated the Dolphins today mm-hmm. in uh in well, joint practice. Illness defeated the Dolphins. Or did today. <laughs> I mean we're seven I guess we're seven and one. Do we have two asterisks now on the uh, on the Nick Sirianni joint practices? Yeah. Well, um, so let's t- back it up. Let's back it up here. So the Eagles, um, Elliot says that the Eagles were defeated by the Dolphins in joint practice yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess they did not look good. Darius Slay, a little gimpy, uh, trying to stay with Tyreek Hill. Get an update on him soon. But, uh, yeah, they said the offense didn't look sharp and the defense got cooked a number of times, so they're handing the victory to uh, to the Miami Dolphins, uh, you know, which brings the Eagles' joint practice record unofficially to 6-1. and one. But um, what happened today? The Dolphins had the shits or something like that? So the Dolphins couldn't... had the shits. The players thought they had uh, food poisoning. Um, the people, the, the, the doctor, uh, the Dolphins trainers said uh, – they tracked everybody and what they ate at dinner and lunch, and and it wasn't uh, there wasn't a routine uh, really there. 
So they couldn't mm-hmm. uh, say it was food poisoning. There's just, you know, a bug going around. A bug going around. I, I don't know how a bug lives in 100 degree heat right now, but yeah. there's a bug going around and they didn't want to get the, the Eagle Six. So also, this is the last day for, for beat tweets. This is the last yes. day that they're able to mm-hmm. actually watch the entire practice. So whether you love the beat tweets, um, I'm sorry. They're going to go. You're going to have to find something else to do for the next two weeks. If you hated the beat tweets, congratulations. You made it through. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a big deal. Um, I, I look at these other teams doing the joint practices and there's a ton of fans there, you know, and you're getting like oh. video coming out from like the fans or whatever. Is Miami not doing that? Do they have fans? Is it, is it, is it just their, their beats and the Eagles beats? Is that what the situation so is? Supposedly there? yesterday was an open practice and supposedly yesterday. And I think this adds more to the Nick Sirianni asterisk on the end of the, uh, on the record, mm-hmm. the Dolphins, players were getting introduced and uh intro music when they mm-hmm. came out yesterday for practice oh okay that's weird that's my that's that's a big miami vibe i feel yeah. like miami that's what you do down there a lot of clubs a lot of everything down there um i'll tell you i'll tell you who's not worried about the uh nick sirianni joint practice record the people who bet at caesar sportsbook partner yeah. of crossing broad mm-hmm. um all the money, or the most money, is on the Eagles to have the best record in the NFL at twenty-five to one. Are you worried that the public is on the Eagles? Uh, no, no, because you know, again, with those kinds of bets, it's like where's your where's your value? You know, like uh, you're trying to find the sweet spot in the middle where you think a team does have a chance to win, but like you're not. Like what what were the Chiefs like a like a plus one ten or something like Probably, that? Probably, you know? yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, where where are you trying to find that like area where you're going to find the value on that? I don't know. I'm not I'm not like super worried about all that. I guess when you go back to the Jason Kelsey thing of when people think they're going to be good, they're shit. When people think they're going to be shit, they're good. It's true. So maybe if you believe in that, that could be a thing. But uh, no, I mean, like who who's the who's who's really you know we we even if we're being like not homers and like trying to be pragmatic about it, like do you really think that the Cowboys are better than the Eagles right no. now? I think there are no. six teams that are better than the Eagles, if you'd like me to name them. So you're Stephen A. Smith, because he had – no, okay, never mind. I had the wrong thing. You get, you. Who are your six teams that are better than the Eagles? My six teams are Chiefs, Rams, okay. Packers, Niners, Bucks, and I have one more that I wrote in, but I forget off the top of my head. I don't think the Chargers are better. They still got to prove it to me. I don't yeah. think the Raiders are better. ESPN had the Eagles at 15th in the power rankings for the preseason. I think that's way too high. 15th way too low, excuse rankings. me. Well, yeah, I mean, when you break it down by conference, you know, because Stephen A. was trolling the Cowboys fans today after he took Jerry Jones' private helicopter to the <laughs> scene uh, in, in Big D. And uh, he thinks the Cowboys are the seventh best team in the NFC. So he, he said the Eagles are better than him. Rams, Bucks. Uh, he put the he put the Saints in there too. Yeah, I don't think I'm not a big crazy. Fan of the but I mean, yeah, I, I you know the, the NFC, the 49ers. That was the other team that Niners, I had. Yeah, I mean the AFC is better than the NFC for sure. The Bills are better too. Yeah, I mean I would say there's Bills. about six. There's about six teams that I think on paper right now you yeah. stack up depth charts against depth charts. You could say the Packers. Kevin, name mm-hmm. me the Packers number one wide receiver right now. Alan Lazard. You're exactly right. And that's crazy yeah, that exactly. you know that. Yeah. It's it Alan Lazard, yeah. Sammy Watkins, yeah. and um uh, uh God, Randall Cobb. I, 
I didn't is, even is know there... that Sammy Watkins was playing for them. It feels yeah. like Randall Cobb has been in the league for a million years. So the way didn't I kinda... go, didn't he go down to Dallas and then come and then come back? He went to Dallas, and I think he went to Houston for a hot oh, second, okay. and then and then Aaron Rodgers made him come back so that he wouldn't retire. I don't the, get that, man. That's that's like a big national. That's always been like a national topic. You always hear on national radio the Packers and their weapons. So they draft receivers. Like, man, you imagine if that was this topic in Philadelphia. We had Aaron Rodgers here. It's like who's he? Th- you know, they trade Devontae Adams. Like, okay, now what? You know, yeah. People here would be flipping shit. You know. Oh, oh and my right, god, and rightfully so. You know. So. I mean, probably the, the the most we love, other than a quarterback, is we love and we love to hate wide receivers because Howie yeah. Roseman has selected wide receivers that have never panned out. But I'm going back to what I uh, what I was talking about. Who's better on paper? I mean, the Eagles have question marks, but everybody has question marks. The AFC West has question marks. The NFC West, are, they're going to eat each other. Uh, yeah. Tom yeah. Brady supposedly going on the mass Singer rather than Camp. Allegedly. Is that true now? Did we determine that or not? Uh, he says it wasn't true, but he's got to uh, sign an NDA. So, like, he can't say right, He can't say it. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it would make sense. I mean, you paid the guy $375 yeah. million. Like, yeah. Who's you? Who would be on your Mount Rushmore of NFL players that have done the masked singer? Jordan Mailata. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Brown. Tom Brady, we think. Tom Brady, allegedly. Yeah. Did T.O. do it? Maybe. Here's actually a good question here. Uh, Bumpy Jonas says, what's your Mount Rushmore for types of debt? It's a good one, isn't it? Student loan debt's definitely got to be on the Mount Rushmore. Credit card debt. Credit card debt. I think everyone finds themselves in credit card debt. PPP debt, right? That's a new one. The personal, uh, not not the PPE, not the personal protective equipment, not not the PPA. Uh, That was my Tony Bruno, bad Tony Bruno impression right there. Uh, yeah, your small business loan repayment debt. Uh, how about the bailing out the banks? Well, it's not really a debt. We we paid for them, but it wasn't. Uh, Our debt to China is probably number four for me. <laughs> you know, when you're growing when you're growing up, you're like, you know, America, greatest country in the world. But man, yeah. when China comes calling yeah. to collect that debt, we're yeah. gonna be done. It's complicated, man. They always talk about that on the campaign trail. Well, we have to balance the budget and get our debt. And there's like this rolling thing. The debt's now at 47 quadrillion bazillion. You know, it just keeps <laughs> yeah. going. I'm not, no American knows what any of that means. You know, Dude, fourth grade Kai was worried about girls, school dances, and if China yeah. was ever going to collect that debt. Yeah. How about Lansdale Catholic, Kyle? I saw you're on Sillery's website. You, were you looking up some stats from your uh, from your basketball? I, yeah, I was... Um, <laughs> I was on. T- I was talking with somebody, and they were talking about Ted Solari, and I was like, "You know what, Ted Solari?" Oh is, yeah, sorry, I said his name wrong. Yeah, is one of it's okay. You're you were a Pac-10, Pac-12 guy. You, you yeah. guys, you guys weren't uh, yeah, fancy like enough to be in the PCL. Burks, well, Burks guy too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we left the P- we left the Pac-10 in about my sophomore year to go to the PCL. We should still be in the Pac-10. Don't get me wrong. Uh, that's not a hot take that we shouldn't be in the PCL. If anyone out there, but Ted just, Solari, is Lance, does Lance Okada get their ass kicked in the in the PCL? Whooped. Yeah. Whooped. Yeah. Uh, Craig, if you can go down my timeline and find and, and find a picture of uh, of our stats from back in sophomore year, this is riveting stuff that people are going to love. Um, we went four and eighteen my senior year. We went one and twelve in conference. Beat O'Hara. So anyone out there listening to this who went to O'Hara, you guys sucked a little bit more than we sucked. Um, <laughs> but I think Ted Solari should be revered with yeah. Ray Didinger in the same breath. I think yeah. he should be revered in the same breath as Ray Didinger. They were just both guys that just love sports, 
loved covering sports, never gave a shit about the limelight. And they were beloved by your grandfather, your uncle, your dad, kids nowadays, kids my age, kids your age. Like it's in the best part about it is, yeah, these are my these are my senior year stats. Uh, Nine point nine. Nine nine and a half points per game. I think nine point nine points per game. All Catholic honorable mention. Not to brag or anything. Very humble. Wait, hang um, on. I can't even read this. What am I looking at here? PCMJ. Oh yeah. So these are so these are all the teams. So Ted Solari didn't put then didn't he didn't name all the teams. Like so P was the prep. Prep kicked our ass. Kamal Legan, McDevitt. Uh I don't think that's Judge. I don't think we ever played Judge. Um what are yeah, the numbers? These are those the amount of points you scored in these games? Yeah, those are the amount of points I scored oh, seventeen yeah. against McDevitt, no big deal. That's my yeah. father's alma mater. Uh, eighteen against Bonner, uh, oh. sixteen against O'Hara, only win in conference. You know, just yeah, Alex, uh, Alex Talarico down there, five points, two points, five two two. He, he looked like he was like the sixth man, right? Like a like a TJ McConnell coming. No, off he started. Giving, he started giving you like two points and four assists a game. Kev, let me tell you a little bit. Let me, let me, I wish we could play glory days as I, as I, as I recount this. Let me talk about my high school experience. So obviously six, five, I'm, I'm the forward center, whatever you want to call it. The next guy's six, three, six, two. We're playing LaSalle one day. I get the six, eight monster. I get him in foul trouble. That's awesome. He goes to the bench. What do they do? They trot out another six, eight monster. I mean, that's just the kind of things you're going through in PCL. Uh, At one year, I think our junior year, Newman Gretti had four guys going D one. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, and, 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 and we're lucky enough to, to go D three. Thanks T for the two Oh three. Um, yeah, I mean, but you know what? The memories we made. That's right. It's all about the memories. It's not about wins or losses. It's about the memories that you made. Who was Lance? So you guys left the PAC 10 and you went to the PCL, but like, so who was your, did you have like a main rival? Like did Lance Catholic play North Penn? North Penn and LC, like, for them being so close to each other, yeah, we never played. One year oh, they that's played. That's so weird, man. They should do like a football game every year in like the Lansdale like Memorial uh, so Stadium or whatever it is. They used to do that, but then, then both teams got good at like the same time, so they were having like state title games and district games and yeah. stuff. So like they're like, we can't do this, and then LC fell off. North Penn continued to remain good. So then they were, so now they do like a flag football game for like the alumni, but there used to be a game like every, every year. And it used to be a big time thing, but it kind of stopped when I, uh, when I, when, when I was around. Yeah. We really got to get Bruce Springsteen playing in the background for this segment. <laughs> it would make it so much it's better. So, yeah. him, it's him so going. bad. Yeah. It's so bad. I um, was a new man who was a high school ball player. <laughs> Back, back in, in high back school, in high school. Yeah, I was his. Sh- I don't. I don't need to go on another. He Bruce would Spring throw the here. speed ball by you. All his shit is like the same though. It's like you know, Johnny hated his job washing mm-hmm. dishes at like McDonald's, and he wanted to, you know, I wanted to pitch for the Yankees or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all the same. But our our big rival was uh, was uh, Wilson. You know, Wilson. Never heard of him. Up in Reading. Yeah, Wilson. Uh, Woodrow. High school? No, not Woodrow, uh, not Albert Russell, um, not Russell Wilson. Um, no, they were in like Why I'm Missing, I think. Uh, you know, so like that, like we before we left, before we joined the Pac-10, we were, you know, we'd play like Wilson and Exeter and Governor Mifflin and Muhlenberg and all those Berks County schools. But it was stupid because like half the people at Boyertown lived in Monco. Mm-hmm. So you 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 we play these out of conference games or like like Potsgrove or something. Everybody drives five minutes down the street. 
And then you play like in league game. You got to drive up to Exeter like 40 minutes. Well, that's why we left the Pac-10. Yeah, it's stupid, Perk, it was stupid, wasn't yeah, it? Because yeah. Perk Valley was the closest place to us, and we were still going about 30, 40 minutes away with traffic. Yeah, not Craig um, Wilson, as T says. <laughs> not Jack um, Wilson. Yeah. What, are you going to buy – let me ask you a question. Are you going to buy the uh, Conshohocken Brewing uh, Merrill Reese and Mike Quick charity beer? What is this? Is it hazy? you to take a wild guess. Hazy IPA. Yes. So hazy IPA. Why, let me ask you a question. Why is every uh, charity beer or limited edition beer, why is it an IPA? Because, uh, well, that's funny because I actually went to a brewery right around the corner for me. Uh, shout out Punch Buggy. Jake Elliott has his own beer. And guess what it is? A hazy <laughs> IPA. Yeah. 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 I think actually the real answer, I believe, and I'm not a brewer, um, but I think IPAs are easier to make. Uh, they don't take cheaper. as long, or they, uh, I think you just throw a bunch of hops in a vat and call it a beer, you know? Yeah. But I, I don't think that they take as long to do as others. That there's sometimes when you see these startup, like little micro brews or whatever, and then you go to on the menu and like they got 10 beers and eight of them are an IPA. I think it's because, I think it's because they're easier to make and they don't take as long to make. But I don't know if there's any brewers, if there's any brewers in the chat, let us know. Um, I, I think it also does play that like the hazy IPAs are probably the biggest beers right now up there with the New England IPAs. I guess. Um, yeah. You, I mean, you're, you're you've had your keep... ales. Your ales have been around forever. Your stouts have been around forever. Your light beers have been around forever. I actually think Pilsners are kind of making a comeback. Yes, we are related. Me and Ben Davis. We both have the same exquisite sculpted square jaw. So here's the thing. Like if you do a if you do a special like limited edition beer release, right? Like, you know, they did the thing for Mark Zumoff last year, right? Oh, I'm wearing the zoo shirt too. Is that was it a hazy? Yeah, it was a hazy. <laughs> like if you do a yeah, it was. I bought a four pack and my wife drank three of them. But um if you do a special like limited edition beer for somebody, like, hey, we're gonna do a like Kyle Pagan beer. Mm-hmm. And you say, well, it's just going to be like a Pilsner. Like, are you annoyed by that? Like, my special beer is a Pilsner? Yeah, I would be. So is a hazy more complicated? I don't know. Is it like crafty or something? Yeah. I, Does I think it make if it I, seem special? Yeah. I think I've never had a Pilsner that wasn't different from any other Pilsner. That's like, why is it I a Natty joking. Light to a, a German Pilsner to me yeah. is the same light beer. I know. I put in the story. I'm like, if I think if I do enough free promotion for Glenn and for Conchi, I should get my own charity beer. What would the charity beer for Kevin be? The Kinkerbach. The Kinkerbach. The Kinkerbach? That's actually yeah. not a bad one. You've thought no, about this. Dark and dark and flavorful. No, no, I don't know. It's just funny, man. I, I've never, I challenge anybody out there to find a limited edition, like special release beer that any brewery has ever done that is not an IPA. Find like a, a sour. Because I don't think it, I don't think it exists. I don't. Well, you know, speaking of drinking beers, I know she's been on the Phillies broadcast chugging beers we're gonna find that out let's welcome on devin caney hello hello oh my face is so big um yeah, sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> hey guys hey how are you what's up i'm good yeah. thanks for having me on yeah Thank welcome you i just want to let you know that we prepared zero questions that is perfect yeah Real we're gonna sh- we're going to shoot from the hip. Um, yeah. I actually wanted to introduce you, but I know you have, I didn't want to get it wrong. And I know you have like a million things you do. So yeah. like, can you like kind of give like a, a quick synopsis of like yeah, what who you're doing right you, now? By the way. Yeah. Who, who, uh, yeah, no, it's always like the hardest question for me. Uh, I was on WIP last weekend and a caller was like, so Devin, tell me your background. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I have like 20 different jobs. Um, 
but I host on WIP from time to time. I am going to be co-hosting an Eagles post-game show with Seth Joyner, Mike Misnelli, Derek Gunn um, on 6abc.com and Jacob Media YouTube. Uh, and then I also cover pro lacrosse. It's like a funny, funny mix of things there. Okay, you so still, you're still doing the NLL stuff? I do, yeah. I do yeah. still do NLL stuff. They're not in, in season right now, so it's pretty slow. But yeah, I do still do stuff okay. for them. All right. So okay. b- back it up from the beginning. Like, how did you, how did you start with the lacrosse stuff? Because I think when you first, when people in Philly kind of knew who you were, like first off, they were looking at the NLL like sideline reporting and whatnot. How how did how did that come about in the first place? Uh, yeah, so I have my master's in journalism. And before I moved back to Philly, I was in Chicago and I was a morning anchor, just like regular news, not sports at all. Um, and I kind of, it wasn't like an active goal of mine to cover sports, especially Philly sports. It's just like what, I, I mean, I grew up in Delco outside Philly. Like I am a Philly sports fan. So had always kind of like tweeted about it and whatnot, even though it's funny, like some of my old news directors in other cities would get mad when I would tweet too much about Philly sports. Um, it's funny that now it's my job. And I always kind of wanted to move back to Philly. And when I was in Chicago, uh, I got a call from the National Lacrosse League that was based in Philly. And I think I kind of always knew that sports was the direction I wanted to go in and covering, you know, regular news can be pretty depressing. Um, so I, I took it and I took it with the thought in mind that like, maybe I can leverage this into making my way into the Philly sports scene. So it's kind of crazy. That was back in 2018. So it's kind of crazy to look back. And, and now I, I think I've, or at least I'm making my way onto the Philly sports scene. Um, so I guess lacrosse kind of did open those doors for me. Nice. Who you're doing weekends with Rob Ellis, right? Uh, I just happened to be paired with him the last few times, but yeah, uh, and I'll be on with him again on on Saturday on WIP. But. He's got to have a bunch of stories. I mean, he's like the he's like the Trevor Ariza of like sports radio, like around <laughs> here. He's been ninety seven five Breakfast on Broad WIPs with Jacob and stuff. How's that going? How have you liked that on the uh, on the weekends? It's good. It's really really fun. Um, and yeah, I love Rob. I've worked with him before. With which he works for Jacob Media as well. Um, but I, a lot of Philly sports, especially Philly sports talk radio, like it's very incestuous. Like everyone's worked at every station, every shift, every show at one point in their career. And I feel like I'm just like the newbie coming in like, oh, I don't really have much experience in anything with any station. But um, Rob definitely has good stories. Nice. What um, where did uh, how did the Jacob thing come about and what, what made you want to jump on that and do that? Um, they reached out to me. It was right after I was on the Mike Missinelli show last summer at the start of last summer. Um, and they reached out and they were like, we have this opportunity. Derek Gunn and Mark Farzetta are already all in and we want you to be a part of it. And I'm so grateful that they, they kind of just found me and have been working uh, with them. And, and I've done other stuff outside of the post game show with them. Like I co-hosted the Maxwell awards in Atlantic city last spring uh, with Joe DeCamera and like, that was amazing. Um, it, we did a draft special, so they've really opened a lot of doors for me. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that was. I had this one. I was doing like straight freelance for like eight years. I, I remember there was one like one year I had like I was doing my taxes and I had like nine ten ninety nine forms. It was like a disaster. My ta- um, yeah, my taxes yeah. are a nightmare. Um, yeah, yes, and it, it keeps getting worse and worse. So, <laughs> if you're gonna be a freelancer, everybody should get a good tax professional. You know, yeah, Aking definitely. Can't do that myself. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
you could have gone to any college that you wanted to. You went to Pitt. Uh, why did you Why did you do that? Bold of you to assume I could have gone to any college that I wanted to. Well, I'd make an <laughs> assumption here. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. You know. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, so I actually rode crew. Like that was my main sport in high school. Oh, we're and right. I'm tall and uh little known fact crew is like a tall person sport. So I was just like naturally good at it. Cause it's like oh. a leverage thing, I guess. I don't know. Um, so I was being recruited by a few like smaller schools around here, like Lehigh, Franklin and Marshall to row. And I was like all in on it for a while. And my brother is two years older than me was at Pitt. And I would go visit schools like Lehigh and like they'd take me around their rowing facilities and talk about practice and how they wake up at 4 a.m. And I'd kind of be like, oh, OK, that sounds great. Super exciting. And then oh, I'd go man. visit my brother at Pitt and have the best time. Um, so I, at the end of the day, I chose to, to have like a normal college experience and have yeah. fun. And I love it. I've never regretted it. I love Pitt. H2P. No, you made you made the great choice. I was a D3 basketball player for H2P one year and i was like you know what this sucks i'm going to temple pagan did you know that rowing is like a tall person sport yes. i've never heard that before really yeah are you a tall person i'm a tall person yes how yeah. tall six five. Oh, you'd crush it you'd be so yeah. good yeah. uh no 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 not not great like uh <laughs> hand-eye coordination no we got no, it here's the, the thing you don't need hand-eye coordination like basketball requires hand-eye coordination yeah. like i didn't play basketball i like the row machine at the gym well, that that is strange because that is like torture. But oh, uh, I love the row machine. But <laughs> we've got I mean, the next. We've just figured it out. The next man on the street video with with Pagan. Well, man, man on the river. It'll be the Dad Vale Regatta, the and we'll put we'll put we'll put you in like a canoe or whatever they call them, and you'll you'll be on the one end rowing, and then we'll put the we'll put the camera guy on the other end of the boat. Yeah, and that'll be go. our next next thing, and you can do uh, interviews while you're while you're rowing, and that'll be your. I'm into it. I like so, that. The reason why I've been so quiet is I was trying to find videos of you chugging. Um, you're a very experienced chugger. Um, yes. Yeah. I, I th do you have an, an in with the NBC sports people? Because you do do sideline reporting there that the camera always finds you uh, hand in beer. I think we have something right here. There we oh, go. Yeah. There's yeah. a little shot first, second. <laughs> I think there's a little third at the bottom there's there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's another video of you just go into town like what what's your what's your land speed record uh you know i don't know this the this photo is my most recent one and that was not my best work i must admit um is that why it's a picture and not a video yes yeah and i also i wasn't ready like in the video i'm like really awkward like i'm you can tell my brother's sitting next to me and i like turn to him i'm like all right like act natural or, like i say something like obvious and then i like look at the camera and it's just awkward it makes me cringe um but yeah it's kind of become my thing I, they uh i do know the director and the uh remote camera guy from working wings games and I think it was last summer they they saw I was at the game and and came and grabbed me and at the last minute I decided to chug a beer and I'm a horrible beer chugger by the way I mean you can probably tell from some of no the no videos. I think we actually have one more if Craig can pull pull this up right here we have one more I, I, it's a great brand <laughs> well yeah yeah someone said that uh I should be sponsored by a beer company and I agree so like. Yeah. No, exactly. Uh, that was the first one. That was the oh, original one. Yeah. What do I do? Oh no. That one I went in like halfway because I like I remember like my thought process. I was I started to chug. I'm like, this is gonna be awesome. Then I'm like, wait, am I gonna get fired for doing this? And yeah. I kind of yeah. just like stopped and gave a thumbs up. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Since then, I've chosen cans so people can't see how much I'm actually chugging. See, oh, that's go. that's good because like the camera already just having on you is just awkward. It's awkward. You don't know when it's gonna it's gonna flash onto the screen. You don't know if you're going screen. You don't know if you're going broadcast. Exactly. At broadcast, obviously, you don't know what you look like doing mm -hmm. it and whatnot. So, I mean, I think yeah. you 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 performed admirably there. Um, you have I, to disguise. Yeah, you have to disguise what you're drinking and the amount that you're drinking sometimes it's like discretion. I used to see mayor Kenny at the same spot all the time and he would be drinking it out of like a, yeah, you couldn't see what was in the the drink. Right. It was just like, I will say though, like I'm not a big light beer drinker. Mm. Uh, so like, I'm usually when I go to a game, like I'll get like a tall boy and an IPA, like goose Island. And Easy. they always, what's we, that? We were talking about hazies right before how everybody has a, uh, what is it? A sponsored beer is always a hazy. Yeah, like a charity beer. Limited. It is always like a hazy IPA. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do like a good hazy. So like it'll be like a head, like like a strong beer, and they always seem to find me when I'm drinking like an IPA, which is not the type of beer that you want to be chugging. Um, <laughs> no, no, or that you want to drink in general. I'm very anti IPA. See, okay, I'm just not a fast beer drinker. So like yeah. the Miller Lights, the Bud Lights, like yeah. it would just take me an entire game to finish a Tall Boy of one of those. Yeah, so yeah. And there, there's a very there's very quick diminishing returns on uh, when you're drinking the uh, – trying to think of a nicer way to say piss water. I wasn't sure if I wanted to say piss, <laughs> piss water on live on the show. But I couldn't think of anything better. But uh, yeah. Um, hey, did you did you play lacrosse in, in high school? Briefly, um, but then so rowing was a spring sport, so that eventually became my like full time sport. Yeah, because I, I feel like it was a pretty big deal when the Wings came back to Philly because mm -hmm. they had they had like two good eras where people were like going down to the arena and they were watching them, and it felt like they ne they're never really going to break into like the mainstream. Like you and Rob aren't going to be talking about the Wings on you know Sunday no. afternoon or whatever, but like I feel like they've got a pretty like good foundation and like it's good to to have them back here you know it is and um i think throughout this most recent season we saw their their crowd size grow but it's interesting working for like i signed their report for them but then also like for the league as a whole so i was traveling around for the playoffs which the wings sadly didn't make and it's like so buffalo for example they were in the finals and they sell out their entire arena like they get more fans yeah. than the sabers do which oh, wow. the sabers are trash so kind of understandable but like philly is a very similar i think fan base to buffalo and i want to see the wells fargo center sold out the way that key bank arena sells out for the bandits because like philly fans are loyal it's so it's weird how it works here like we're so loyal but only to our like big three teams. And then yeah. the union is growing a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes just big two. I mean, you've seen the Phillies attendance sometimes. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what Flyers attendance is going to be this season. So we'll see. It is strange. Um, it's strange. Like, no, I, I, you know, it's funny too, because people always say, here's like another like parallel to that. People always talk about like Philadelphia and like Atlantic city by extension, being like a big, like boxing town. Like, you know, the, the fight game has a big history in Philly. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, I would go down to because I was too cheap to pay for the pay-per-views myself. I didn't want to piss off Dana White and look for the illegal stream or whatever. So we go down to, like, you know, find some bar that was showing UFC fights or whatever. And, like, those places would be packed, mm -hmm. like, absolutely packed. I'm like, there is an audience for this stuff here. It's just like – and it's like a big audience. But, yeah, it's curious how some things just don't break through to the mainstream, you know? Even yeah. the stuff that we do for the site, like, there's a very clear – 
separation when we do our Eagles stuff and our Sixers stuff mm-hmm. versus doing anything else. I mean, like it's just like the cream has risen to the top for whatever. It doesn't mean that teams like the Wings and you know MMA or, or whatever don't have their followings. It's just very. I've always just found it very interesting, you know. Yeah, I would love to see what would happen if the Wings, which, I mean, last season they are supposed to be better than what their record showed. Like, if they do, you know, make the playoffs and start gaining momentum, if attendance would change. Like, they do. The fans that they have are very loyal, and it, and it does get pretty crowded in there, and it is loud. But, like, in terms of, like, an entire city backing them and backing the sport, it's it's not there yet. But we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I guess the Seoul were two-time champions. I wonder how – I don't remember how those – attendance records were oh i used to butt heads with their social media guy too on uh, on twitter i don't know why they just kept coming after me for what? some reason i think it was union stuff no because i would what always a think what a fight to pick no because i would always i'd do the like stupid thing like well look at the union they're good too you know and then the soul guy would pop in and he'd be like well we won two titles you know See, okay, I, there, I have i have an issue with that like I think I was pro like, well, what about the wings? What about the wings? I was never that person like chirping people on Twitter, but I found now that like, if I tweet anything and like, don't include the union, uh, people come out, the union fans need to relax. Like, what about the union? The union are here too. Don't forget about the, like, I'm not forgetting about you guys. I promise. I like. I may be partially, I may be partially responsible for that. Actually. I think I've (laughs) kind of stirred, stirred up that crowd over the years, you know, but it's like, I, you know, I, I think it's funny because, uh, be it the wings or the union or MMA or like whatever, like call it niche sport you want to call it. Like, mm-hmm. I think people are like generally more favorable to, I think the only thing that people are asking is like, okay, if you don't like the sport, you don't like the sport. Like if you don't like lacrosse, fine. If you don't like soccer, that's fine. If you don't like MMA, that's fine. But like, can you please just not actively shit on it? You know yeah, what I mean? That's, but- I think that's all that anybody was ever, ever looking for, you know? Yeah. And I don't actively, like, I like soccer. I love going to union games and I know that they're good this year, but I think yeah. it's like, there's a, a line that it's like, just because I don't include them in a tweet where I talk about yeah. maybe the Eagles and the Sixers doesn't yeah. mean that I don't. Yeah. everybody, People can't be like perceiving everything as some like slight, you know, yeah. like not, and not everything is like an outright diss. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Are you not six for six, bro? <laughs> are you not five for five? Wait, like, are you are you five for five? Oh, dude, they're seven for seven. You got to get the, uh, the Philadelphia, Phoenix. Seven yeah, Philadelphia Phoenix, baby. Ultimate Frisbee. Yeah. Um, the oh, wings. Okay. The union, yeah. So, I didn't know the Phoenix was a team either, Devin, until he did the video with the frisbee thing. So I was that was news to me as well. They're good playoffs this year. Well, and don't we have like the? I don't even remember what the league is called, like the football league. We have the stars, but they're down in Birmingham, Alabama, mm-hmm. so they got to come yeah. up here and play a play a game before I make yeah. it eight for eight. Yeah. yeah, we got some content out of that. We did some jokes, some football um, jokes with that. You know, you where I actually like learned most about you um, was on TikTok. Yeah, um, and. You do. You have a very good TikTok platform. Um, you're probably. I'm, I'm, I'm. I can almost see. I guarantee this. That like you're probably the only one on TikTok that works at WIP. You're, yeah. That's a personality, anyway. You're probably the only one on TikTok that works at Jacob Media. I could easily say that. I don't think Mikey Miss or uh, or Derek yeah, Gunn's right. getting on TikTok anytime soon. Have you seen some advantages from like TikTok? Have you enjoyed it? Like, you know, what have you kind of seen from like? Have you built up your your brand there? Yeah. So. It's funny because like people ask me like, oh, do you get re- recognized or do people ever come up to you like in bars or whatever around Philly now? And honestly, if anyone ever says anything to me like on the street or at a bar, it's like, oh, I love your TikToks. And nothing makes me happier. Seriously, nothing makes me happier than someone telling me that I'm funny on TikTok. I'm like, oh, my oh, God, yeah. thank you so much. Um, 
but I started doing Philly sports TikToks like way like back in 2020. I was one of those people who was just like bored at home and wanted to see what it's all about and kind of just like escalated from there. But I do feel like I actually owe, I don't owe, but like TikTok kind of helped elevate my presence in the Philly sports space. A monster um, right now. What's that? A monster right now. Like, yeah, he's doing like, the TikToks for us, man. I couldn't, na- I couldn't navigate TikTok if my life depended on it. And I'm only 37. I'm not that old. But like, I look at the, like the responses that he gets to his thing. Like, wow, this is like an untapped platform here you know we haven't been doing anything on it you know it's an it's yeah it's an emerging platform and for me like i just genuinely enjoy making tiktoks like i enjoy tiktok yeah. i like twitter and tiktok i'd say are my top two social medias like instagram is trash but like yeah. have it because we all have it um it, like, really? so me, instagram like, is trash i would say twitter's trash no i love twitter i always say i do my I best work twitter. On twitter i fucking hate twitter why? Because, I mean, we just fight with the – I mean, so here's the thing. Like, you, I could spend 15, 20, 30 minutes fighting with a guy who's got zero followers if I really wanted to. And I'm sure you you could do the same exact thing. And I know people are like, don't think about it or don't worry about it. Easier said than done. All right? Um, Definitely easier said than done. I will say I – because, you know, every like you just mentioned everyone's like, oh, trolls. I'm sure people are coming after you on – on Twitter, I get more troll, way more trolls on TikTok than Twitter. But see, here's the question. Like, are people argue? Are you arguing with people in the TikTok comments section about student loan debt forgiveness? No. No, but no. if someone leaves a particularly, like, mean or sexist TikTok comment, you can yeah. reply to it with a video. So I've found <laughs> that, that that is really fun to do. That is, that is true. You're, you're, so better advanced, that, man. you're better at that than me because I don't read the TikTok comments because there's just so many and they all like kind of like the way the note do they do notifications on TikTok. And I don't care if anyone I don't know if anyone cares about this conversation, but the way they do the notifications on TikTok is that they kind of condense it. them. They it really hard to they condense them. Yeah. So like you don't have to see the notifications with your yeah. Twitter notifications. You can just go down a you can just scroll down and, and, and see it all. So I think mm-hmm. that's, I probably read more comments on, on Twitter. And if there's any trolls that are watching this right now, now you know yeah. how to get at me. You get yeah. at me on Twitter. Yeah, no disrespect <laughs> to any of the trolls that are watching right now. But <laughs> I actually, I think you guys are all wrong. I think the worst platform by far is Facebook. Well, well yeah. Yeah. I check my yeah. Facebook once a month. So. Yeah, I try not to, but inevitably I, I respond to some guy like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, and I'm like, why am I doing this? But uh, <laughs> I actually have kind of a serious question. Um, I got No, I got one more thing on TikTok oh. before we go serious. Oh, okay. Um, okay. All right. Was, sure. was this was this real, this TikTok that you, this one I loved. My I actually, it was funny. I heard my girlfriend watching it the other day and I laughed. I was like, oh, we're having that girl on. Um, this one where you put on, of eagle sh- sweatshirt. Uh-huh. And my favorite part about Philadelphia is that if you go outside at any time in Eagles here, go birds. Was that did someone really just like at that moment say go birds? I can't give away my TikTok secrets. Ah, uh, see, no. you could have lied and just said it that, was organic. That was inspired by by something that actually happened. Like I was wearing an Eagles hat and some guy stopped me in the street and said go for it. like anytime i wear oh, eagles, yeah. it's go it's amazing i mean on, on any time of the day it doesn't mean if it's monday or, or game day sundays like yeah you put on eagles gear it's just like yeah. a 
go go birds and whatnot. So video, video I was wondering has come that. such a long way, man. You guys can just do this on your phone. I'm old enough to remember when we were watching Jackass and CKY2K and we were filming things on our like camcorder. And I don't even know if we saved any of that. It might be on like a cassette or a, a V. Uh, why do you talk VH- like you're born in like 1960? Kevin's Kevin's taking a nap after this. He's got I his feel midday old. nap. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm old enough to remember when TikTok was Vine or like kind of. Okay, maybe. I miss Vine. I do miss. Yeah. I Vine was Vine. awesome. I remember doing vines of the uh, Union Stadium. I'm like, I'm not really sure what I'm doing here. I think I'll just film the parking lot for a little bit. Maybe I'll post it and see if anybody likes it. But I don't know. Maybe I maybe that just passed me by. I'm closer to 40 than 35. So, you know, woe is me, but, uh, Kyle, how old are you? I'm 29. Okay. So he's like basically a Gen Z to you, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. He's a youngin to me. Right. I mean, I I might as well be a boomer out here. You You really, you really are. I got to change my tone. Maybe I just got to like approach things differently, you know, jeez. Um, Wait, funny thing about Vine though, real quick. Uh, so I was in college, I was a pit when Vine was like a big thing and, Obviously, vines when you're a senior in college, like, are going to be a mess. And my vine was connected to my Twitter account. Um, And this is actually also why I don't own the Twitter handle, just Devin Caney, like my name, Mm -hmm. because they were all linked to my pit.edu email. And I never changed (laughs) it. And then I lost access to it Mm -hmm. once I graduated. And neither Twitter nor Vine would let me like into the account. I still like my Twitter at Devin Caney is still floating around out there. I can't get in. So Twitter, if you're listening, please let me have it back. Help, help us. My my Vine, if you Googled my name, even after Vine was like gone forever, my Vines from senior year of college would show, would be the first videos that showed up when you Googled my name. (laughs) Scary. So I don't know how I was ever hired or like, seriously, it was just like drunken senior year pit vines. And then eventually they just ended up disappearing. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I missed all that. We didn't we didn't even have smartphones when I was in school. So none of none of my nothing was really documented, which I think is a good thing. It's good and bad that our our children are going to see our digital footprint. Mm. It's going to be interesting. Like this yeah. is what pop. This is what pop used to do back in the day. <laughs> used to run around it with a mic in people's faces, and and that's what we called content. <laughs> Instead of a black and white photo, it's you just like doing man on the street. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Kevin, ask your serious question. I'm I'm excited yeah. for this. Is that okay? I mean, we're having fun. I don't. I, yeah, can I? No, no go ask the serious okay. questions. Right. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, like obviously sports talk radio has been a very male dominated space forever. Uh, is it cool to be a woman doing sports talk radio? Or do you like not, does it not matter to you? Do you not think about that? No, it's very cool. It's uh, it's an honor, honestly. Like I, it, it's, I don't know, maybe a lot of pressure. Um, like there are like Rhea and, and Ava work for the station, but uh, yeah, I think it's, being a woman in the sports industry in general, you know, obviously people treat you differently and you're going to get the comments that you're going to get. Um, but everyone's treated me with the utmost respect at every job that I've done around Philly and Philly sports. So yeah. really just grateful and, and honored for the opportunity. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, they really have, you know, Rhea has been doing it for, you know, however long she's been doing it for a long time. Ava Ava's involved with the morning show. Um, I was, trying, cause I was trying to think at the top of my head. I'm like, how many other women have there been in sports soccer? Natal- Natalie was doing it for a while, obviously. Sue Schilling was doing updates at WIP back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that's the thing that 
it like you can be a woman on sports talk radio and do updates and like weigh in on you know pop culture things and and all that i think it, it means a lot that wip brought me on as as a host like to yeah. to share yeah. my opinion yeah. on sports not just to you know read updates and, and talk about pop yeah culture things. yeah because that was like the old typecasted role like even when you were yeah. doing like television or something it's like oh the two guys are doing the broadcast booth and then it's like Aaron Andrews is relegated to like being on the sidelines or whatever. But now you have like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but then you have like a, like a Beth Moens or something like that. You yeah. Know, doing play by play, you know, so it seems like there's been some, you know, like slowly, but kind of like a push towards more like, you know, not, not making all those roles within sports media necess- necessarily like gender specific. Like they're letting everybody kind of do everything now. It's, it's, it's better than it used to be. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And like, that's not to say like I'm doing updates is also fine. Like that, that's and like, I love sideline reporting. I could never do play by play, but I agree. I think there need to be more women hired as like analysts and, and hired to give their opinion rather than be, yeah. you know, just like the host or. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Doris Burke. Yeah. Good call, Justin. I didn't even, yeah, of course, you know, it's like, mm. all right, well, that's my serious question. Thanks for that. Let's now we can get it back to the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about the Eagles this season? Um, I'm excited. I'm not like, oh, the Eagles are going to go to the Super Bowl. I guess I'm always cautiously optimistic. Um, I think that's a good word. I think that's a really, really good phrase for it. Just yeah, I, I'm excited. Let me ask you. I, I, we were doing a lot on the uh, Phillies, like, attendance thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people not going down. Like, everybody, like, we get more comments and more responses and more. I've been getting more emails about stories that we've been doing about like, why aren't people going to the Phillies or are people like, do people care about the Phillies? We get more about that than anything else. So like right. in, in your estimation, like, like what is it? Are people not buying into the team? Is it because it costs too much to go down? Cause you're in a different, you you and Kyle are closer to like, you know, uh, Here comes old man, Kevin again. I, mean, I was just going to say, we're back to this again. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two little kids. You guys do not. At least not. You want to talk know. about it, Kev? You want to no, talk about um, it? No, like, 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 are you like you don't have the same cost prohibit prohibition that like people with kids do? Like both of you. So like, is good? Does going down to the ballpark cost too much? Do people not like the Phillies? Is the weather shitty? Like, what what is it in your estimation? I mean, there are a lot of games. Um, I think the Phillies have like their season has been more exciting than I can. Like this has been the most exciting season in recent memory. They're having their Um, best year. They're having their best year in 10 years. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like I, we've been conditioned. If you're not a sports reporter, you're not like zoned in and tuned into what's happening. I think it's easy to assume that the Phillies are still kind of like the same Phillies that they've been for the last decade. Um, And honestly, for me, I get the cost thing. It's just like when it's hot out on those days here in the summer when it's like 90 degrees and 100% humidity, like I don't want to go to a Phillies game because I'll no. be, just be sweating the entire time. No, your tall boy IPA is like turning to crap in 10 yeah. seconds. Yeah. Like that's not enjoyable. I'm not a hot weather person. So for me, if I don't go to a Phillies game, it's like usually purely because of the weather. Like I just don't yeah. enjoy sitting out. Is the weather that effect? Uh, that, that baffles me. I'm not a sweater like, I don't sweat a lot. I'm lucky. Oh, you're one of those people. You just, like, glisten a little bit. No, 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 no. No, I sweat. <laughs> I just, I just, I think sweating doesn't bother me. I'd rather be hot than I'd rather be cold. No, no, no. Mm-mm. Yeah. Because yeah. no. people are like, you can't take clothes off, but you can always put clothes on. But then, I, I don't know. Like, I'd rather be hot. I, I hate the cold. 
Mm. I hate the heat. Like nothing makes me uh, crankier mm. than than being hot and having like being outside and having no escape, like day drinking, yeah. being at a baseball game when it's super hot. And you're just I also think being a girl is a little bit different. Like guys can sweat a lot. But like when I sweat, it's just like gross and like yeah. makeup on. And- I'm sure hair, too, with humidity sucks. Yeah. Like we don't have to yeah. worry about that. Like yeah. that guy with the, all the tattoos. Uh, what was his name? Rob Dunphy. Rob Dunphy or whatever. He can just take his shirt off and do the fanatic tattoo and like be, be himself. You know, it's a little different for other people, you know. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Interesting. Um, I'm done with my serious question. I don't have any more serious questions. So I, I got one more because I was reading up on you. you. You were in L.A. for a little bit. I was, yes. And you're yeah. an executive assistant for a lot of, what was it, agencies? Yeah. So I started at William Morris Endeavor. Okay. Um, they've changed their name like a million times. So I think now it's like WME IMG. Um, and then at Lionsgate. So is it, is it, is it as much as I think it is like Entourage? Yes, it is exactly like Entourage. <laughs> okay. So the head of WME is, literally Ari from oh, it's Ari. Entourage. Like yeah, he, okay. his name is Ari Emanuel and he is actually like way worse than the Ari oh. in the show Entourage. So, nice. Wow. Yeah. All right. All right. That could be a good like podcast series or something someday, you know? Yeah, I mean I always I was actually talking to my friend who's another sports reporter really more about this at dinner uh the other night. Like that was my first job out of college, which in hindsight like bold move by me but i think it made like i'm not afraid of anything and i haven't been because of that like i'm like oh you think you can scare me i literally worked for ari emmanuel like nothing can scare me anymore so it kind of helped me cut my teeth in that way um is definitely an interesting start to my professional career yeah that's cool my my start was working overnights in georgia and the only people in the newsroom for me to talk to were the uh custodians so we had quite a different, uh, you know. Well, I did market. eventually make my way to the small market in yeah. in Boise, Idaho. So okay. I didn't do yeah. overnights, but yeah, inevitably we all end up in the middle to. of nowhere. So yeah, yes. yeah. Um, I gotta ask you one more thing. The statute of limitations is is off from your time as an executive assistant. You gotta give one story. You don't have to name any names. Could it be a famous person, an athlete, maybe even an agent? But you got. I know you got one. You gotta give one for the people. Ooh, um, a story no, that I, you're telling around dinner. Yeah, surely yeah. like Gary Busey did something, right? Yeah, well, too soon. Well, so Harvey Weinstein used to come in and because he used to like this was way before Me Too and anything like that, and he would roll in with like his whole he had like a whole entourage of assistants with him, and I remember it was always like a big deal when he came in. Um, wow. Trying to think of a good story, so when you start at an agency, you literally start in the mailroom and like you have like mailroom class. And from there you're called floaters. So like you'll fill in for an assistant if they like literally have to just like go be a human and like get lunch for an hour, have a doctor's appointment or whatever. And one day I was put on the reception desk and though like those phones are just ringing off the hook and it's really hard to keep up. And I think it was like towards the end of the day so none of the other receptionists were there. Like it was just me. And even like clients, they like, all have to dial into this like main number. Mm-hmm. And like you answer the phone, like WME, and it'll be like Gary Busey for so-and-so, his agent. And you like quickly like dial their extension. Mm-hmm. I answer the phone and she's like, Oprah for Ari. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. uh, shit. and then like someone else came, another client came in. I put her on hold. Something I forget exactly hold? what happened. You put Oprah on hold. Exactly, exactly. 
Why? I don't know. I was a 22 year old idiot. Yeah, power, power move. Power. (laughs) Nobody who calls into WIP can ever, ever get you angry at anything. You put Oprah on hold. So all you trolls that call into WIP. Wow. uh, Wow. Yeah, so that was a mistake. Uh, and then the phones were really confusing. They're like these giant, like whatever you call it, like call center phones. And I couldn't figure out how to get her back. So eventually, no, like I'm pretty no. sure five minutes passed by and I finally pull her back. And she's like, Oprah for Ari, like uh. screaming at me. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I put her through. Ari Emanuel comes out like 10 minutes later and his face like reams me out. And he's like, Ugh. what the, how, why, why did you put Oprah on hold? Da, 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 da. I thought I was going to wow. be fired. HR is getting involved. Oprah. It was a whole thing. Um, yeah. So never put Oprah on hold. Lesson right. I learned. Wow. If nobody took anything from this interview, that's a great story. Put Oprah on hold. <laughs> I like that. That's, that's exactly what I was looking for. That's one you tell around dinner and you tell your family and you one up everybody on. I love that. Oh. You made a power move on Oprah. Yeah, yeah, accidentally, but eh, well, you know, you can leave that part out. Um, Dev, thanks so much for for, for coming on. Um, you can catch her WIP weekends. Uh, you can catch her on the sidelines still, and then Jacob Media. I'm really excited to see how that's going to go because I think that's going to kind of set the tone for a lot of people. I know you guys did it last year, and Lane was supposed to be a part of it. Unfortunately, that didn't work out. But I think that's it, it, you guys are kind of really setting the tone over there about more of like a digital uh, platform. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to be on terrestrial radio. It's kind of funny how you're both doing terrestrial radio and you're doing a YouTube show, which is uh, mm-hmm. you're kind of getting the best of both worlds. So mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, whether they want to admit it or not, I know me and Kevin are looking at it, but a lot of people are going to see how you guys do over at Jacob. And, and good luck, man. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. This is so much fun. Thanks All right. Kevin. Thanks, Devin. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Cool. All right. We've got about five minutes unless you don't have anything else. I mean, Bryce Harper's kicking ass in, uh, in Lehigh Valley. Uh, Oprah for Ari. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Can you imagine Who? like Oprah? I would shit my pants if she if she called me. Oh wow, what do I do here? Yeah. She, she puts her pants on just like everybody else, Kevin. All right, she just puts billion dollar pants. You on. ever talk to Oprah Winfrey on the phone? I would talk to Oprah Winfrey today. No, I'd put her on hold. If I was you, busy, if I was busy no. and Oprah called me, I'd put her on hold. Easy, if I was busy. For, easy for you to sit here and say that when you're sitting on your couch, but you've never had to talk to Oprah Winfrey. All right, Oprah, call me. So you don't know. You don't know how. Yeah. If you're if, if you're watching Oprah, call Kyle Pagan right now. If Oprah and me ever cross paths, and I and I and and, and I wasn't financially. Uh, she couldn't ruin my career financially. Like obviously Devin was getting paid from, from uh, WME. Yeah. Then I would put Oprah on hold. Um, what did we miss today? Topically? The Eagles, <laughs> you're not even going to respond back to that. The, I got nothing more to say on the Oprah topic. I think you're full of shit, but um, <laughs> the Eagles should not trade Andre Dillard to the Cowboys. I would not do that. Uh, Tyron Smith went down. I, I think they're saying December. He'll be back at the earliest. Uh, the Ugo Amadi era has come to an end. How'd you uh, feel about it? Nine days. Spent more time in Cleveland than he did in Philadelphia. Probably had just as many highlights as J.J. Arthega Whiteside did. Uh, yeah. What else did I write about yesterday? Oh, Jeffrey Lurie's auctioning off his midnight green Tesla for charity. You think it's Julian's, though? I think it's Julian's. There's no way a billionaire is driving an eight-year-old Tesla. I'm going to let you wrap up the show uh, with the latest update on your war, uh, your cold war against the Phillies broadcast uh, personnel. They did a, uh, they put the broadcast out in left field the other night and you gave them plaudits for it. I I mean, 
I will always say this. I will always be fair. We will be hard when we have to be hard. I think you're the same way. When 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 criticism is is needed, we will criticize. When you do something well, we'll always be one of the first ones to tell you you did something well. And I think the NBC Sports um, did a great job getting Tyrese Maxey in there. The bull was the bull would have probably not been memorable. Greg Lazinski, unless he cursed on on air. It was funny seeing that guy shove a bunch of chaw in his in his lip uh, behind Ben Davis. Um, let's go to the phones. Guys got that one. And, uh, yeah, I mean, and it, and it, and it coincided with a, with a walk-off win. Um, the broadcast was great from start to finish. I don't think you could do it all the time, but they did a great job and they did a great job with what they were handed. And, you know, it's funny. I published the blog and the director of the NBC production who I've gone back and forth with, uh, it's more of a one-sided fight because I keep tagging him. He doesn't even respond to me. So he's kind of, I guess, winning. <laughs> you keep tagging him and he just keeps subtweeting you. And he just keeps That's subtweeting. Really- yeah. yeah. He literally quote tweeted the blog four minutes after. So, I mean, you want to tell me this guy doesn't read this guy. I don't have this guy in my back pocket. I don't know a three bedroom, three bath condo in this guy's head. I call you a liar. But hey, credit to where credit's due. You did a great job. But I'll be watching. I'll be lurking for the next time you do and you fuck up. It'll be fair. <laughs> I mean, we are fair. Yeah. We're fair. I, we are. We're the only people we're not fair to are like Howard Eskin, but <laughs> Angelo. He, he doesn't really deserve it if we're being yeah. quite honest. You know, That's there's true. like certain tiers. There's only like two guys that I just rip incessantly who I'm not fair to. But well, I could try to give Angelo credit for some things, but. Yeah, you know, but that ship that ship has probably yeah. sailed, and I think Eskin's still on his brand, so that yeah. ship is, has sailed for the rest of his life. Yeah. But uh, but NBC Sports, you know what? Cheers, mm-hmm. cheers to you. Cheers and, uh, and cheers to all of you. I'm out. All right, all righty, Craig, make me one. All right, that is crossing broadcast for today. Thank you to everyone who tuned in. Thank you to Devin Caney. Thank you to Kevin Kincaid. We will talk to you next Tuesday. And uh, have a great rest of your day and have a great weekend.